0: Well, today we begin a new series of episodes called The Lies People Tell. And it'll be all about just that, The Lies People Tell. And our first episode is today, False Prophets and False Prophecies. That's our kickoff episode. And then next week we'll talk about BLM.
1: BLM is in Black Lives Matter?
0: Sort of, but not exactly. You'll have to wait till next week. In the meantime, hello everyone and welcome to Keith Crosby Out of My Mind. This is podcast 41, podcast 041, where we have a biblical conversation about the crazy world in which we live. So join us over the next 20 minutes or so and we'll give you a bird's eye perspective of a complex issue confronting our culture, the church, and you as we apply God's word to make sense of it all. And at the end, if you want to dig a little bit deeper, we'll give you additional resources on our podcast resource page. In the meantime, Let's get started.
1: All right. So today, uh, false prophets and false prophecy. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're going today, Keith?
0: Well, you know, these days, Mark, a lot of people are co-opting prophetic kinds of activities. They're quoting Bible verses out of context. They're sort of acting out messianic-like behaviors and complexes. They're claiming to speak for God, and in so doing, they're declaring some future event or catastrophe. They're acting like prophets. And acting as prophets, which is a very dangerous thing to do if you're not. Prophecy, real prophecy, that is, prophecy that is biblical, is prophecy that is true, and it comes in two forms, in two varieties foretelling and forthtelling. Foretelling and forthtelling. What? God's word, God's decrees.
1: Okay, so I think that those are two words that probably need to get defined a little bit more. Uh, forthtelling and foretelling. Why don't you? elaborate a little bit more on those.
0: All right, well, forth-telling is sort of like preaching or teaching. You are declaring God's revealed Word. You are explaining it. Think of John the Baptist calling people to repentance. He's not declaring or predicting the future. He's calling them to live out God's Word. He preached repentance, calling people to repent and turn or return to God. That is Forthtelling. at the same time, there was a foretelling aspect of John's ministry where he would say, "Make straight the way of the Lord," And he would quote Isaiah 40:30 and foretell the coming of the Messiah. Forthtelling is declaring truth, declaring revealed truth. And you find that also in, in Genesis 1:1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is truth, It's happened. Or in Psalm 119. How can a young man keep his ways pure? The answer is given, declared, by guarding it according to your word. That's forth-telling. That is declaring God's word. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. I am forth-telling. Prophecy, pure and simple, is forth-telling.
1: Okay, so really it almost seems like forth-telling is is almost the same as what we do on Sunday mornings, whether it's Sunday school, small groups, or a sermon, right? That's it. That's
0: one type of prophecy. The other type is foretelling, and that is also truth. You're declaring the truth, but you may be declaring a heretofore unrevealed truth, or declaring a truth, making it known before it was known before. You might be telling about an event that god is going to do that he has revealed that's what the prophets of old did in any event whichever one you're doing forth or foretelling prophecy is always always true it's always declaring what is true factual and accurate christian prophecy the only prophecy that matters has this component it also has another component and that is it is never predictive, never predictive. Now, what does that mean? Well, God isn't guessing at the future, and so the prophet isn't guessing at the future. God is declaring the future, as it says in Isaiah 46.10, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times of things not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish my purpose. It is declarative. It's not predictive. There is no guesswork. There is no probability theory. God isn't telling you what might happen. He's telling you what he's going to do. And that's where some people lose their way, because today there are counterfeit prophecies where people say, well, this is what I think is going to happen. And you also have counterfeit prophecies that are secular or satanic, like fortune tellers, horoscopes, shaman, uh, medicine men, witch doctors, you know, things that we associate with indigenous religions or pagan culture. Supposedly, these people have powers, special anointings that bring them attention, that bring them notoriety, that bring them, in some cases, fame and a following, and often money and influence upon themselves. Your average tarot card reader is another example of that, and what they all claim to have is some sort of secret knowledge, some sort of special divine supernatural insider information into
1: situations
0: or circumstances.
1: Okay, so I'm wondering how you were going to tie all this into our context, because uh, I remember the advertisement that you put out. uh, You had some QAnon, um, some left-wing politicians, uh, and then my favorite uh, Benny Hinn, prosperity preacher um, there. And so how are all these... uh, I'm, I'm assuming these are all examples of different false prophets that we see nowadays.
0: They are different varieties or glosses of false prophets. They predict the future. They declare some impending disaster. They all do the same thing. Some of them are more secular than others, but they are all false prophets because all three of these are examples of those who either misrepresent the truth or it's like a swing and a miss in a baseball game. And they're either doing it intentionally or through incompetence. Because you see, false prophets can be found anywhere in every context. You find them inside the church, Second 6, 6, uh, Peter 2, 1, but there were false prophets that arose among the people, privately introducing heresies and bringing destruction upon themselves and others. Jesus warned about these kinds of people. Paul warned about these kinds of people. Moses warned about these kinds of people because throughout history, they've plagued every culture, secular or otherwise. Today, they're often called pundits in the secular arena. And in some ancient, pagan times pundits and politicians introduce these vague notions or of a perceived crisis and people uncritically accept them as true or wise and they interpret their lives to make these things come true no matter how it turns out they see some truth in it because they want it to be true you see this sort of play out today uh, in some circles not to get too much into climate change and the climate hysteria but the new york times predicted in 1995 that parts of florida and even new york city would be underwater because of uh, global warming and yet i remember at the age of 11 i was told we were headed into an ice age and so is it an ice age is it is it global warming well now it's climate change and sadly people accept this uncritically and they they read and adjust the the interpretation to fit a paradigm that they've already formed in their mind or that they've come to accept. And let me give you an example from history. The oracle at Delphi, or some people call it the oracle at Delphi in ancient Greece. Let me read you this record of something that took place in ancient times. And I'm going to read this just from an ancient document. So listen carefully. One day, a weary king came to the temple. He asked Apollo's oracle if he would win a battle. She smiled and told him that a great king would win the battle. That was exactly what he'd wanted to hear. He went away happy, leaving many gifts for the oracle behind him. When he led his men into battle, they lost. The king was killed, but people still flocked to Apollo's oracle. They knew she had told the truth. And so what you have here is this vague prophecy. So a great king would win the battle. Well, which king is that? He was asking if he would win the battle. And so they give these vague uh, ideas, and then we kind of interpret them as some sort of rorschach test people hear what they want to hear
1: yeah i think this all kind of sounds like uh the whole QAnon conspiracies that were going on uh, right around the time of election of the election there was all these promises and most of which kind of came and went and and never actually happened Uh, these people were waiting for the voting machines to be seized they they wanted all the all the leftists were going to come and be rounded up Uh, you know trump was going to uh, ride back into Washington on a, on a horse and, and all of these things were going to happen. And, uh, and he was going to get reinstated as the president and none of those things happened. Uh, but these people were still clinging to those, those promises. Well, the, yeah.
0: And that's what takes us back to like the Oracle at Delphi and QAnon. People read into things what they want to believe. And these people received this false prophecy, this, uh, Bad tip, bad advice from the QAnon, whoever that is, or whoever these people are. And there are some waiting now for the return of Donald Trump in QAnon. It's almost like a second coming of Christ, because they want to believe They know these things are true because they want them to be true. You know, it's like the people who keep predicting when the second coming of Christ is, and they give you a date and a time and all this stuff, then it doesn't happen, and they give a date and time again, and it doesn't happen, and they say, well, the prophecy is true, we just keep calculating things wrong. These are mathematical errors, not prophetic errors, and that's the problem. One of the hallmarks of pagan prophets and prophecy and pundits today sometimes, and all of this is a lack of specificity, a lack of clarity, and ultimately a lack of accuracy. It's kind of like the Green New Deal, Uh, not to get overly political, but at first they were making these uh, five-year predictions, which never came true, and now they're saying, oh, this is 12 years out, like they can buy more time, and any challenge to that is met with demonization hysterics, uh, condemnation, you must be a bad person, you must not care about the environment. No, I just want to know what the truth is, and you keep changing your story. But people want to believe because they need to believe. They've invested in environmentalism. They've invested in leftist ideology or theology. And so this brings us into this whole discussion. And let's talk a little bit about uh, Christian false prophets.
1: Okay, so I'm assuming that this is where... uh where Benny Hinn is going to come in and the prosperity preachers uh, of our day um, that, that we had in, in the advertisement. And I, I think I'm starting to see a pattern here, and, and I hope that our listeners are as well. Uh, these are three very different kind of prophets or pundits, and they say things that are clearly not true, uh, but people continue to pursue after them.
0: Yeah, they continue to flock to them. And you hit it, Mark. You hit the nail on the head. QAnon's predictions never came true. No voting machines were seized. The leftist conspirators were never rounded up. And yet people are hanging on the edge of their seats waiting for the next conspiracy. And Joe Biden is the president. Donald Trump isn't. And then, you know, with the whole Green New Deal thing, the former president of the Sierra Club, the Sierra Club, an environmental organization long ago debunked, the concepts behind the Green New Deal is environmentally harmful and economically disastrous. This is a Sierra Club and no one flinched. And yet this female politician, with her extremist anti-Christian views, has a following in the Christian community who want to believe, who need to believe she's a good Christian girl, good Christian young woman, who has ideas about taking care of the earth because she quotes a few Bible verses. And yes, then there's the prosperity pastor, the one featured in our ad, predicting that Christ would appear on stage with him at one of his revivals. He made that prediction over 10 years ago. He did that whole revival tour, and guess what? Jesus never appeared on stage with him, and yet he still rakes in something like a hundred million dollars a year, and many professing Christians, and I would dare say real Christians, still support him because they need for him to be right, like the oracle at Delphi.
1: Okay, so tie all this into the church today and the prophecy and the false prophets. Uh, We just started the series on end times that you're teaching through uh the book of revelation and obviously you know we're going to see a lot of prophets that are going to come in the end of times and um some of them uh will be real prophets and some won't so how does this all affect the church today i see you know these larger than life people um these these characters uh the pundits and prophets um are there other things that should be concerning us? Well, it's a good question, Mark.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the mindset that goes with some of this. Today, there are good people, good people, well-intended people who have not picked up and read their Bibles or who just want to see Jesus come and fix everything, and they are led astray by a larger cadre of so-called lesser prophets. These lesser prophets are in local churches. They do things like uh offer marital advice or career advice or advice about life, and they say, you know, they claim to speak for God,
1: sort of. So, sort of. What does that mean?
0: Well, you remember those YouTube videos that we uh, attached to our resource page with those pastors from Tennessee? I think we played some sound clips from that, where they begin by saying, well, I'm not a prophet, but, or this might not be totally right or accurate. But God has spoken to me, and he's revealed to me that something big is coming. First it was November of uh, 2020, and then it was January of 2021, and then March, some big, huge, terrible, dark event, and nothing ever happened.
1: Oh, yes, yes. I think I, I do remember that now that you mention it.
0: Yeah, and so there are people in churches who were just hanging on the edge of their seats, and guess what? They weren't prophets, and these things didn't happen, but people made plans there are people in churches today who do similar things. They'll say, you know, I had this vision of you riding a bicycle in the hills, and it could mean this, or I think God gave me this verse because I see you doing something like this, and it could be wrong, but, or I think God is telling me something about you, uh, but but be careful. And what kind of prophet is that? I mean, how can you make a life decision on something like that? But people do, and this allows these so-called prophets in the churches to... Uh, Exist And they would say, well, we're not like the prophets of the Old Testament or the apostles. Uh, we're, we're a different class of prophets. And sometimes we garble the transmission from God and get it wrong, even though what we're saying is truthful. It's just that we somehow misunderstand it and misexplained explained it. Now, let's think about that. First of all, there's no scriptural support anywhere for these kind of prophets. I mean, imagine if Peter or David or Moses or Elijah or any of the Old Testament prophets or apostles or anyone tried something like this. Think of Nathan when he confronted David about his adultery with Bathsheba and killing Uriah the Hittite, and he says, you are the man. Imagine if he'd said, well, I think you're the man, but hey, don't get too hung up on this. Let's not take this too seriously. I think you might be the man. Or imagine Jesus saying, destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days, but instead saying, destroy this temple, and I think that maybe I'll raise it up in three days, but I could have misunderstood.
1: Okay, I, I hear that, and I, I'm going to ask you a question. I, I think I know the answer to it, but, uh, but uh, what do you say to those people who will say, you know, these prophets and prophetesses today aren't like the writers of the Scripture or the Old Testament prophets and apostles. Um, And sometimes, you know, they're going to misunderstand or they can misinterpret things.
0: Whether they say it to me or you or anybody else. If somebody tells you this, ask them this question. How did you arrive at that conclusion? Or maybe, where in the Bible do you see this? You see, there's a difference between three guesses or somebody who's acting like a spiritual meteorologist trying to get the weather right and the prophets of God. There's a difference between the predictions of fallible tarot card readers or people who use an eight ball and the sovereign omnipotent God making declarations through his people, his prophets, whether they are speaking or writing in the Old Testament or New. There is a difference between false prophets and prophecies who lie and real prophets and honest pundits. And what is that difference? Facts, reality, precision, truth. God has given us a clear criteria for evaluating prophets in His Word. You find the criteria for measuring the reality of these people, the legitimacy of these people.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a good turn to make here as we start to wrap up um, and, and tie this into the Bible. I think you know we talked, we started out talking about telling and, and foretelling, and I think now let's let's look at how this all ties into. Um, the Bible and what the Bible has to say about this.
0: Sure, sure. God has given us written instruction by which to evaluate and identify false prophets. And I'll just give you one passage that I think makes it very, very clear. And that's Deuteronomy 18, 20 to 22. And here's what the Word of God says about prophets and those who are legitimate or not. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak or who speaks in the name of other gods that prophet shall die. Verse 21. And if you say in your heart, how may we know the word that the Lord has not spoken, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word the Lord has not spoken, the prophet has spoken it presumptuously, you need not be afraid of him. That means you need not respect him. Notice that a true prophet speaks clearly and truly and precisely there are not two classes of prophets god does not have an ap class he doesn't grade on a curve and so we see these false prophets and compare these to some predicting the outcome of presidential elections lately uh we've seen so-called evangelical christian prophets Jeremiah Johnson in Charlotte, North Carolina, in 2019, predicted with certainty that Donald Trump would win a second term. God revealed it to him. God personally assured the Reverend Hank Kuhneman uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, that there would be a miraculous outcome to the election. Uh, Kat Kerr, a prophetess known for her flaming pink hair, said in 2015 that God has assured me that Donald Trump would sit in the White House for eight years She went on to say, on election day, God assured me today when he walked into my room at noon, well, almost noon, 11.55 a.m., he yelled as loud as he possibly could, justice will prevail. Think about that. The God of the universe yelled as loud as he could, and it still did not come to pass. It takes you back to Deuteronomy 18.20-22. Prophets speaking in the name of the Lord, it doesn't come to pass, you shall not regard them. It also says, you know, in verse 20, that same prophet shall die. This is where it pays, I guess, for a prophet to be a dispensationalist, because we live in the age of grace, not under the covenant of law or Torah. And so we don't have to kill them.
1: But I'm just, <laughs> I
0: know, no. just a little humor there. But here's the fact. God's prophecies are precise. They come to pass right down to the, to the day that the Messiah rode into Jerusalem, as Daniel predicted, right down to the birthplace of the Messiah, as the
1: prophets predicted. Okay, so now let's, let's talk about the here and now. Uh, have you noticed uh, that none of these pro- prosperity preachers and the, um, the ones with the special anointing uh, and, of prophets, they predicted the coming of the COVID-19 pandemic before it even happened?
0: Well, but that's the joke. They didn't, did they? In fact, they had an elite prophecy conference uh, in November before it hit, and none of them, none of them predicted the pandemic. Isn't that odd? They are God's anointed. Uh, God gives them the ability to predict the future, they say, and none of them got this. And this gets back to precision and accuracy and reliability. When someone makes a claim that proves to be untrue, unsupported by facts, you can't trust them again. And when they show themselves to be standing against God's word, ask yourself, why would I ever believe them? I mean, that's why false prophets in the Old Testament times received capital punishment. We need to, to be clinging to the eternal word of God and, and not these untrustworthy, unproven prophets and pundits and politicians who are leading people astray. I mean, one last thought, speaking of which, if you want to learn about prophecy and how the world will end, we are doing a series on the book of Revelation. We are going into our uh, third message in the series. We're going to be at it for a long time. You should join us, because... You can learn how the world will end, maybe not when. You can learn what to look for, you know, and the signs and everything else. And you can learn what God has to say about how he's going to bring history to end. Don't rely on these modern prophets and these pundits and these soothsayers and these charlatans. Pick up the Word of God and read it. Well, that's it for today. We hope you'll join us next time for our discussion of BLM. In the meantime, if you'd like further resources, visit us online at www.gracetoliveradio.org and click the podcast resource button. If you'd like to ask me a question, I'd love to hear from you. We try to answer emails within 24 hours. Email me at keith at hillside.org. If you want to learn more about hillside.org or worship with us in in person, go to our website, www.hillside.org. Give us a good rating on whatever podcast platform you're using. Tell your friends about us. This is Keith Crosby with Mark Stickler, Out of My Mind. God bless you and keep you.